Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. In this podcast I will talk about my favourite sporting memories over the past 50 years with my good friend Glenn. He covers a wide range of sports and the triumphs and heartaches along the way. In each episode we will go back in time to talk about my memories from a particular year. This is Paul Tonner. We acknowledge the Ugambe people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land, of the Gold Coast. We thank the Ugambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Paul's 50 Years of Sporting Memories. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. How you, how you going, Glenn? <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> I've just come well, over today. Well, I was good thinking, well, this is the first weekend in probably four months. It's going to be warm. Yep. And, oh, no, we've got to have a three-day lockdown. I thought, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say the words, but I would strain myself. Yeah. But we all know they've got four letters in there. <laughs> um, I could just use the word smeg. Uh, something like that. Just goes but, on, but and, I, on I just and, could on not and on and on and on. I thought, yeah, I just look at the weather going, yeah, I'll go out tomorrow yeah. in the surface. and Come over and have a swim, mate. I had a uh, swim in my no, pool during you, the week. You, you, you can't have any visitors. No, the pool, pool in my complex. No, you, you can't have any visitors. Can't have visitors. Oh, oh that's crazy. Even though you like your next door, basically. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Gosh. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, all the AF. So there's no use to talk about the AFL or the rugby league because that's all been cancelled. That's been cancelled yeah, too. Yeah, no games this weekend. You're kidding? Nope. God, it's a scoopathon. Yeah. I've got a scoop here. Well, geez, I wish that happened the other day. <laughs> <laughs> this Parramatta got another flogging. Yeah. Didn't save them. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, like last weekend with Q Clash between the Gold Coast Suns and the Brisbane oh Lions. Life. That, the life. The, the Suns were in front. Yeah. yeah for the good first half. And then everybody got annihilated by the Brisbane Lions. And, uh, yeah. So they can't play without crowds or anything? Can't play at all. Oh, no gosh. matches at all. <laughs> Just, oh, oh, I'm gobsmacked. Well, well, well um, in one way, um, if they play rugby, if they allowed the games to go ahead. I think the government have a bit of a right on their hands. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the elder on the week with the with the the players family in um in hotel quarantine bitching about that they can't open their and sit out on the, their veranda. Yeah. You poor bastards, you're living in luxury, you yeah. get three bloody meals a day, you don't have to yeah. do anything, and you're bitching about that. Yeah. I'll s- come over, I'll swap. Yeah. I'll just think split. of the families that can't go into state to see their yeah. loved ones, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a... 
Think of all the people uh, he can't work and yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's getting. I'm stunned they've called the games off. Yeah, gosh, because yeah. the government here, you can tell, yeah, free words, the grand final. Yeah, that's all they're interested in. But it's getting that grand. Is final. there gonna be a grand final? Well, the way things are, because yeah. the, well, this is a. This is a second lockdown mm. within the month or so. Yeah. So if we end up like bloody Sydney, hopefully not. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. No grand finals at all. Yeah. Uh, well, at least I'll put Parramatta out of their misery for the year. <laughs> oh, my God. They have just been free-falling. Yeah. Yeah, so no, yeah, I re- I reckon they should just bloody make the draw now. Whoever's on top, you yeah. won. You've won yeah. both in AFL and NRL, and just let's sort this other stuff out because mm. I understand that that those two sports bring a lot of money, and there's clubs that rely on it. Yeah, but we've also have a we've also had a hell of a lot of businesses go under. Mm. That's because right because of lockdowns and yeah. and um and frankly, I see it a bit disgraceful that when you've got a sports people now, I'm not I'm, I may seem to be directing it at these sports, but I do see it a bit disrespectful. That they are given exemptions mm. and treated to keep their competition going, mm. and that, but then they carry on, yeah, no, stupidly, just ridiculous. Why, buddy? Yeah, you know, people are bit, snaking women into yeah <laughs> rooms. Yeah, what? What other people that have businesses for 30, 40 years? Yeah, they're going under. That's right. Mm. Yeah, you know, if you. If you need to draw it to early conclusion for the season, that what that's what needs to happen. We we need to get, I believe, the all the governments need and society itself needs to get together and go right now. How are we going to create? What's our plan going to be? Yeah, because we don't know how long this is going to go for. Mm. Even if we have a hundred percent. Vaccination rate. We still don't know the real results of how effective that's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's very uncertain future. Yeah. Like, you know, what was the Prime Minister saying last night on the news? Like eighty <laughs> percent. Like, even then. Yeah, yeah, but eighty percent vaccinated. Yeah, fully vaccinated. That is. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's yeah. It's still. They need, yeah. You're still waiting on yours, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah. So they were saying one person got was in quarantine negative. Yeah. But when he came out, he became positive. Mm. Apparently, the the um the they reckon that the the virus escaped from the room of a person that was infected. Yeah. When they opened the door. 
It must be pretty contagious. It's, uh, well, well, maybe 14 days isn't enough. Yeah, but hang on. If you've got an infected person in there yeah. that's getting food and breathing and, and living in there yeah. in a room that has no change of air, he's living, it'd be like living in his own filth. Yeah. I thought surely they would be having people go in there. You know, they may have to be covered right up and do a clean over. Mm. Clean off the viruses. Yeah. But if it's still hanging, you know, walk in there once a day with some Glen 20 and spray it all over the room. <laughs> not, not, not just have it incubating within the, within yeah. the, um, within the bloody. The room itself. Like, when are they just going to go and buy a couple of couple of hundred old caravans, drag them out to the desert, and you're going to stay there for two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we'll keep on talking about it for another five years while we lose control. Yeah, we could be here another five years' time, and yeah. we're still talking about it. <laughs> we'll probably have to give it the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> You know the buzzer you've got on there? Oh, that Was it the buzzer? I think so. <laughs> yep. Ah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. I must, I must get you some headphones one day so you can hear what's going on. <laughs> I heard it on the episode a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, let's... Anyway, we'll talk about something pleasant. And, mm. oh, boy, how good are a lot of our swimmers going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're already uh, one week down in the games, the halfway period, and we've won 10 gold medals all up. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you told me that Australia would have won 10 gold medals after week one of the games, I would have said, oh, whatever you reckon. You know, keep dreaming. But, my gosh. So... Yeah, so that's been really good to see. Yeah. Ariana Titmus and yeah, we won another gold medal today in the backstroke and uh, yeah, but one thing that I found really impressive I was watching late last night was the, the ten thousand meters on the track. So track events have just started. Yeah. There was a guy called Patrick uh Tiernum. Yeah. And, you know, the the Africans just dominate this event, you know, and uh, he just stayed with them the whole way, the whole way in that yeah. group, like, and, you know, it was one lap to go and that's when he fell off. They just kicked away and, yeah. and have you seen the news? Did you see it on the news today? Or nah. Yeah, or when he got to the straight, like, he's just losing complete control of his body. Yeah. And he's just wobbling all over the track. He's collapsed. Yeah. But no, he was that determined to finish. Because yeah. you think, you know, he's trained his backside off for five years to get there. Yeah. And he was determined to get over the finish line, and he did. Yeah. It was one of the gutsiest performances I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, he might have come eventually like second last, but... Jeez, it was just real courage. The fact that he stayed with them the whole way. Yeah. You know? And uh, real guts. 
But no, that's really good. Hopefully, you know, we'll um, our cyclists because the swimming will probably finish in the next day or two. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Hopefully, uh, our cyclists get some gold and yeah. uh, sailing is another event where we tend to get some gold medals uh, sometimes. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. But, geez, those Chinese swimmers have me suspicious. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder, yeah. Well, how'd they go? Because. Yeah, the virus is is a spread through water. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Well, uh, a lot of it we don't know, do we? Uh, but I'll ask you something, and uh, I, I can't work this out. Whenever you watch those swimming races, and they're there on the blocks, why do all the swimmers put their hand in the water and splash themselves before before they um? You're asking, start. you're asking me that question. <laughs> oh, I can't work out why they do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, hey. ma- maybe just some temperature thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's or, weird. Or, or whether it's to freshen them up or, you know, sort of yeah. wake them up. Because I suppose you'd be pretty nervous. Yeah. What, you know, building up to... To doing an event in the Olympic Games. Here we are. Why? Yeah, why? Why? Oh. There's lots of whys in the world. Why at the moment. do you <laughs> swimmers? <laughs> With this live giggling by Paul. Splash themselves. Here we are. Stand by. Yeah. Why do they splash themselves uh. before a race? It's a warm up technique. Apparently, it gets the blood flowing. <laughs> <laughs> a little splash in the oh, face. Oh, if they say so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, what are these? What about these new events that are in now? Like, oh, what have they got? Like, well, BMX has been in the last few games. Yeah. So these subjective sports, I just. Oh, gosh. Mm. I just can't get into, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like some of this, the gymnastics. And, yeah. Oh, oh that, that looked very nice. I'll give that eight out of ten and I'll yeah. give that one. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, the yeah. diving. You know, they give them these scores and yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. like the events where it's, you start, you finish, whoever's first over line's a winner. That's right, yeah. But like with BMX, you know, they have that. But now they've introduced one, a gold medal event where in BMX they do these jumps in the air and they get judged on yeah. <laughs> like how good they are. Yeah. You know? No. But yeah. one of the new events is uh, rock climbing, wall climbing. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, that's that's probably a good one to have. Straight up, straight down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet y'all would be pretty good at going straight down. Yeah. I'd be the first one down the bottom each time. 
It'd take me a long time to get up, but no one could beat me on the way down. There's a lot of new events in the swimming too. Like yeah. there's a women's uh, 1,500 metres now. There's a men's 800 metres. Yeah. They actually have like a, a medley relay, yeah. like mixed, you know, males and females in the same race. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, no, there's been quite a lot of interesting sports over the years and the <laughs> Olympics. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you go through it, like, um, uh, you know, a lot of them have been like, I, I don't, they don't have wrestling anymore. I don't think, and that was that was in the games in ancient times. Yeah, yeah, but no, nah, I'm just going. I've got like a book on the Olympics here. Um, See, cricket was in the Olympics in 1900. It was won by Great Britain. Hasn't been seen ever since. Croquet was in the 1900 Olympics. Um, it's what they used to do in the early games. They used to, It was part of a World Expo. Um, so the Olympics now go for, what, two weeks. Back then it went for, like, three to six months. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what else have we got? Oh. So they used to have figure skating. So that's yeah. part of the winter games now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, rhythmic gymnastics. Like, I, <laughs> that, I can't see the point why yeah. that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> or synchronised swimming. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Mo- motorboating was in. 1908. Yeah. Yep, lacrosse, 1904, 1908, won by Canada. Um, they just seem to be putting all these new events in all the time. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I think they're just going over the top. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like another thing that oh, I yeah. could rave on about the, the yeah. education system. So they, they used to have tug-of-war. Tug <laughs> like, yeah, in the earlier Olympics, yeah. yeah. But um, no, it's you know we've been doing well. Like uh, the soccer was really exciting last night. The women's uh, they were playing Great Britain. Yeah. We were down two one with about a minute to go. Yeah. Sam Kerr scored. He leveled it up. Yeah, and then went into extra time, mm. and. Uh, Australia was it was just a matter of time before England won. They were just playing all over us, yeah. Great Britain, and yeah, uh, yeah they got a penalty because one of the the Pommy girls, you know, put on Academy Award act and should have been sent off for acting. Yeah. They missed the penalty. The Aussie keeper saved it, and then about thirty seconds later, the Aussie scored this fluke of a goal, mm. went on and won the match. Yeah. So how many countries are there in it? Oh, I think there's about 205, 206 countries. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at some of the statistics in the, in the, in the, um, on the list. But mm. they, I thought they uh, went in, in order, but. Get down to the bottom, and there's quite a few 63s, and yeah. I don't know what that's about, but it's just showing, you know, like 
some of them only have one bronze or... Oh, is that the medal tally? Yeah. Yeah. Well, some countries don't win anything at all. Yeah. Like Philippines, they've been competing in the Olympics for like 100 years. Yeah. They won their first ever gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> like in this uh, lady in the weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, Switzerland's in there. Mm. But this is what I can't understand. Like they had the triathlon on this morning. Yeah. And... There's countries that are doing well in it, like um, Belgium and France and Great Britain. Yeah. I'm just thinking, surely they don't have the bloody climate to be doing, you know, because the weather's crap in England pretty much 12 <laughs> months of the year. Yeah. And in Australia, we go, we went like a busted. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. So they must have good facilities or I don't know. Or a lot of de- determination. Yeah. They just keep training on mm. regardless of what goes through. Yeah. It's the same with like a lot of the great runners over the years have come from places like Finland and Norway and Sweden, you yeah. know. And you just think, bloody hell. Yeah. They must just compete indoors because yeah. surely you know, it wouldn't be warm enough to go running every day. Yeah, I didn't well, see too many people going for runs when I lived in England. <laughs> I was about the only one and people used to look at me strange. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, think, I think in England they mainly go running between the pubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been good. It's been a bit of a distraction this week. Apart from, you know, getting us away from all the other rubbish that's been happening. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So what's been happening in the AFL, apart oh, from it being... Yeah, well, canned? that's it. Basically, nothing. Yeah. So I haven't even bothered to look up who played yesterday or... Yeah. Or that, because it's just going to... Yeah. Who Yeah. That what's going to happen? Yeah. What's really going to happen? Yeah. Like last year, sure, we had um, Melbourne and Victoria, yeah, Victoria and New South Wales having to relocate to Queensland, but now yeah. Queensland, we're basically in the same place that we were a year ago. Except we that are, yeah. except that Queensland's getting more cases. Mm. So Yeah. Well yeah. you just get one case here and then boom. Yeah, but alarm bells. Yeah, so what are they gonna do? Mm. What are, yeah, they can't just keep on calling snap lockdowns. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, making changes or okay, well I yeah, you know, like if you had to do that, just get a whole heap of caravans around one oval that a couple of teams play at. Yeah. That's their little bubble. You play yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, like Metricom, it might have three AFL teams yeah. or four AFL teams. In that bubble there, they get to play and they just stay there. Mm. And then, yeah, in comparison to each bubble, whoever got the biggest margin and 
all the other calculations I have in there, then it becomes the winner of that round. Mm. Yeah, but uh, no, it'll be interesting to see what will happen for the rest of the season, eh? I, I think it's really they just need to look at pulling the plug because yeah. I understand that rugby, the rugby league and AFL are big money spinners, but yeah, we've got to be able to get this, yeah, get this sorted so we can carry on in the future, yeah, not to try and. Keep digging the hole out while someone mm. else is filling in the dirt. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you mm. just got to fill the hole and go, right, we can now move forward Yeah, with day-to-day life. Yeah. The sports, if it needs to be broken down, if the cricket needs to miss a season, that's the way it's got to be. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be the Ashes this season. But, but you, whether but or you, go ahead. But you can't continue... Trying to balance everything. Mm. Yeah. You just go go right here. We've got more people, more businesses going under each day. Yeah. We need to look after the people. Yeah. We need to get so everyone is equal and we get this stuff sorted. Mm. We're the biggest continent island in the world. Yeah. We shouldn't have this. No. We don't have any other countries backing. That we joined to. Yeah, but it's the ones that fly in. But we, yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have this. And okay, if they're allowing mm. them to fly in, what's the processes? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It, Hotel uh, quarantine isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. You've been having that for 18, 20 months. Yeah. It doesn't work. You've been talking about building this remote facility for that amount of time. It would have been built by now. Yeah. Not about the government going, oh, if we start now, it'll be done by Christmas. That's right. Stop making excuses Mm. and get on with doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the longer that this goes on, we're going to go under because we don't have the manufacturing to export to make the income. Mm. We're a bit, we're, we're getting more like, Thailand each day, where we're going to be relying on tourism to keep our country afloat. Yeah. And if, yeah, so unless the whole five states, to, yeah, even the bloody, I'm going to call him a dumbass premier, deputy, deputy, deputy premier of New South of Queensland, sorry. Oh, don't get me started on Going up, carrying on. Oh, but this is what we see in New South Wales. Yeah. That's New South Wales. Yeah, Mr. Just, Giggles. Just, yeah, look up, just look after Queensland, mate. Yeah. Do exactly. your bloody job. Yeah. He yeah. just likes having his face on the TV, uh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always in the background there with his Queensland mask on. Yeah. Absolutely full yeah. of. <laughs> anyway, let's move on before. Yeah, uh, before yeah so in the NRL, um, Melbourne coach. Now, one thing I think has been lacking these days in the NRL and you know, well, in some of our sporting coats, definitely NRL, not like what it was in the. In the 80s, loyalty, the word loyalty. And Melbourne coach Craig Bellamy, he signed on for a 
for his 20th season with the club. And, yeah, that's just a wonderful achievement. And, you know, he's knocked back off offers from other clubs and, you know, with heaps more money and not um. staying put. So that's great. Yeah, really happy to hear that. And New Zealand Warriors, great. And fullback, Roger Tuavasashek. Yeah, he's retired from the NRL and he's gone back to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah he wants to be an all black, from what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I've just brought up the, the AFL and there's actually two matches underway at the moment. Oh, really? The Bulldogs versus Adelaide. Where are they playing it? In the third quarter, I don't know. It would be somewhere in Queensland or, yeah. or maybe South Australia and also... North Melbourne versus Geelong, and they're in the they're in the second quarter. Yeah. So they because they've got up to four p.m. Oh yeah. To to yep. to to have it done. That's right. And the Gold Coast was going to be up against Melbourne today at three ten. Well, that'd be a pretty short match if you did it in fifty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's happening. NRL puts clubs on level four protocols after Queensland lockdown. Yeah. Right. And of course, yeah, yeah, well, Collingwood was supposed to be up against West Coast, but that's not till 4.15. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens, eh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Today we're going to go back to the year 1974. We're going right back. Where there was no sign of any shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the S When word. life was simple. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Saturday. You could leave your door unlocked. And yeah. Saturday lunchtime, the shops closed. The only thing that would stay open was the milk bar yeah. and the petrol station. Yep. But, yeah. Is that some of your memories from 1974? Yeah. Yeah. The milk bar on Port Hacking Road in Canberra. Yeah. The amount of lollies that they had. <laughs> and it was right next door to the um, Canberra record store, yeah. record shop. And I would get 20 cents pocket money each week. Yeah. And I would go down... Maybe it was a bit 50 cents. You could I, probably buy a hamburger for that back in those days. Yeah, well, well, actually, on Fridays, I'd go down, buy a big bag of lollies, and so, yeah, you know, yeah, like 10 cents a bag of lollies was bloody, probably about a kilo of bloody lollies back in those days. Yeah. And then I would go and buy a single or an album of food, I think. An album ranged between ninety nine cents and a dollar ninety nine. Man, income. Yeah. So I used to yeah, get mum to take me down. Well, these the the records. Or? Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. I know when I used to get the cassettes back in the early eighties, they were like oh ten dollars, eleven dollars. Yeah. You'd buy them just about every week. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, well, I, Dad had um, an eight-track yeah. cassette. Yeah, the real, the decent cassettes, the one that, yeah, mm. the ones that were most used that, that got chewed up so 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 quickly. Yeah, 
and then take my the old um the old eight track, the cartridge. Yeah. They hardly gave trouble. And I used to um get the albums and and record them onto an an empty an empty eight track cassette and nineteen seventy four so I would have only been what bloody What seven? Yeah. Yeah. I would have been free and you know and, what I remember? And I was and I was doing <laughs> but I was I was doing Nothing. I was doing that sort of stuff. Yeah? At that age. Yeah. Making my own mixtapes. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, recording off the radio. And, yeah. You're doing uh, a lot of it today, you know. Yeah, yeah it's basically something Things that, have changed since then. It's all I, high yeah, tech now. Yeah, you know, like what I'm sitting in front of now. Yeah. In Albert's studios would have been, you know, the, 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 the length of the room that we're in. Mm. Just in the console recording. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, those two engineers, they had bloody memory because they would take out bits of um, track from a song and there was tens of thousands of bits of these tracks, you know, of a song that they might have taken out and they'll go, and they'll be doing a totally different song from a totally different band and they'll go, oh, that track from such and such, that bit there would go perfectly in here. Yeah. They'd walk over the wall and just pick it off. Yeah. None of them were labelled. They just knew every single one of them. And they would just go and pick it out and slice it into the tape and yeah. play the song again. Oh, okay. This, but now it's all digital. Yeah. It's yeah. changed so much, eh? Yeah. 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 So no, well, I, I don't really have any memories, but I've, the only thing I found was in this photo album. It was when we moved into when I was uh, this big house we moved into in Lura. It's, yeah, yeah, that's what I look like. Nineteen seventy four. Six kids in the family then. Yeah. <laughs> you in the yellow shirt. Check out the buff. So that's you in the yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those too. I reckon that was 1974. Yeah, no, no, I've, I, I, I've got plenty of pictures wearing yeah. the bloody yellow. That was 15 Balmoral Road, Lura. Yeah. And surrounded by trees today. That was obviously on a warm day because. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's fairly. I'll have to put that on the Facebook yeah. page. <laughs> Gee, you, you wish you had a time machine now to travel back to there and <laughs> yeah. just, uh, go back in that time to go, yeah, that would be um, yeah. not to worry about. <laughs> but, but, but going back where the um, yeah. uh, the shops closed at 12 and and then open, even Sunday, there was no Sunday trading. or That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you just play, you know, play. No one probably complained you know, oh. about stuff like oh. <laughs> yeah. you'd be out in the streets till well at my place we were out in the streets until the lights came on and mm. then going back out there at first light yeah yeah well 
things I do know about the year 1974. So, um, oh, this, well, as I said last week, it was the year the Socceroos first qualified for the World Cup. Yeah. So that was major achievement. And the rumble in the jungle fight between Ali, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And, well, I've put Fraser here. It wasn't Fraser, it was Foreman. Yeah. Big George Foreman yeah. in Zaire. Mm. So what happened, the uh, the president of Zaire, yeah, he was a ruthless dictator. Yeah. And, yeah, he thought, you know, he wanted the fight over there because he thought it, you know, it'd promote tourism and put Zaire <laughs> on the map. And it's this big country in the middle of Africa. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, it was held at like, you know, <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning to suit the American broadcasting networks. Yeah, but, yeah. This is like the swimming finals yeah. at the moment in the Tokyo Games. You know, they're held at that time, and it has been for just about every Olympics. All the the athletic swimming finals are all held. You know, to suit the uh, the American TV networks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got a question for you. Yeah. Don Bradman, yeah, or the hell is memory's gone. Benny Richer, Benny Richie Benno, Richie Benno. Which one would you put as doing the most for cricket? Oh gosh, I know which one I I like better. <laughs> Richie Benno, yeah. yeah. Everyone loved Richie, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Don was very default. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I watched the um, Kerry Packers War again this week. Oh, you watched it too? Yeah. yeah. I just thought, yeah. I think uh, even though Sir Donald had a great yeah. series, and, he did a uh, lot of harm, didn't he? And and did that. It was yeah. It was watching that movie, that series. Yeah. Richie Benno did, you know, he did do a lot of behind the works, behind the scenes work yeah. to help Kerry get that up and running. Yeah. You know, he, he knew Donald Bradman, he knew how he would react. And mm. I just thought, he just, you know, seemed to really. Yeah. I, I think. I think Richie. Yeah, I think Richie's done yeah. more for cricket than... Well, Don Bradman was the reason, well, one of the big reasons why World Series cricket started. You know, it's because he he was, you know, on the Australian cricket board and yeah. he just refused to give the players a pay, a pay rise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, son, you can't have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... um. Yeah, like Ian Chappell has always said, because yeah. Ian Chappell just couldn't stand him. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, it was like Bradman used to think that the money was his. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, these, they were getting paid absolutely bugger all. Yeah. And, you know? And the board were breaking it in. Yeah, players were having to retire early because they just couldn't afford to take time off work. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, like, I think it was... Um, Forget which play it was. He was he was working in Adelaide mm. for a tire company. Yeah, and he said, "I think it was Hawksy." 
Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, David Hooks. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Kerry Packer goes, I'll, "I'll buy the whole bloody shop. I'll buy, I'll buy the business. Therefore, you're my. You'll be. I'm your boss. Therefore, yeah. you play cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, yeah. Well, see, 1974. Like yeah. this was, you know, when Lily and Tomo were destroying the Poms and yeah. and cricket was just at an all-time high, yeah. you know, in popularity. And, yeah. yeah, if you ever see, I've got it at home, like it's called Cricket in the 70s, where, yeah. um, oh, like, people would be lining up, taking all their eskies to the SCG and yeah. and the crowds, like the state, the grounds were just packed. Absolutely yeah. packed. Uh, the players were getting like two hundred dollars, not even that, for a test match. Yeah, you know. So they're the top of their profession. Yeah, and they're getting paid bugger all. Yeah, and all the money's going into the ACB's yeah. pocket. And, and yeah. it was amazing, like you know, the fact that all those players, like probably 40, 40 or so of them, kept it a secret for so long. Yeah. Just tells you how pissed off they were. Yeah. With with the establishment. Yeah. You know. So um Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it's a <laughs> it's I, I a good good yeah. uh, mini series I love it. I, I, especially when when yeah, when it all went <coughs> when it all went to court. Yeah. And um <laughs> and yeah, they got into the fight. The judge found the favour of of Kerry Packer, and then when the guy from England called Kerry, yeah, and he just held the phone away. You, you could tell that he, yeah, he just he looked like he wanted to go. Yeah, 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 really celebrate. He had temper on him, mate. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he, yeah, he had the temper. Mm. But he was also, he'd done a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he really looked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really looked after people. Well, I've listened to interviews of uh, Austin Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was his name. The, mm. the guy with John Cornell. Yeah. And he just passed away, what was it, last week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the guys who signed all the players and uh, he was the one who went into the Mojo studio and yeah. helped come up, you know, with the anthem. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, but the oh, other guy who, Lord, yeah, yeah, the other guy who um, got all the players yeah. was Austin Robinson. He was this former Western Australian yeah. AFL great. Yeah. And I've heard interviews of him and he was saying, you know, a lot of it in that, you know, that mini series wasn't true. You know yeah. how Packer used to torment yeah. that guy. You know that was working for him. And yeah, Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was but saying no, it wasn't anything like that at all. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I know that I know that he, Kerry Packer, could be really tough. Mm. And um, and yeah, snap his head and. And yeah. did things like that, but he also went and and did a lot of good shit. Oh, he did. Yeah. That, that, pe- that people didn't know about. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So but it was a stressful time because it they weren't sure whether it'd work out or not. Yeah. You know, like the early days of 
So there were two seasons of World Series cricket. Yeah. So in the first season, they got bugger all crowds. Yeah. You know, it was just a disaster. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't until that second season, yeah. you know, with the the day-night cricket. And I oh, like the, the funny bit I found in that miniseries, you know, when they came out with the coloured yeah. outfits and they're all bursting out laughing. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. The West Indies come out, Clive Lloyd's dressed in his pink outfit. He goes, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> I'm not wearing this, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but when they had in the, in the second yeah. series, in the second series of the... One day internationals, when everyone turned up and the the mm. the um he opened the gates. Yeah, yeah that's the, true. The, the, the security guard. Yeah. Um. Oh, but we're at capacity and carries in. Says, "Look, son, they want to see the cricket. Let them in." Yeah. So it, it was in the belt. Yeah. Well, it was. He, he wanted to make money from it, but he wanted, yeah. yeah. He, he gave the cricketers a better wage. Yeah. And, and it was that night they realised they'd won the war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, the, you know, the, the, in the movie, the, the guy that was <laughs> a, the executive officer mm. of his company, Coming and going, look, you know, what's your exit plan? That, yeah. Yeah, your father. That's right. Would have, you know, would have cut his losses by now. Yeah. But, but it was just. He just wouldn't give in, would he? Nah, he, yeah. he just knew that it would. Yeah. It would go. Mm. Yeah. No, just going back to the Ali Fraser fight. So, yeah, <laughs> Ali's yeah. flowing over there and. Yeah, you because know, they've gone there weeks before the fight. Yeah. Might have been a month or two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they flew over James Brown and all these musicians. Yeah. And, oh, mm. and But Ali used to really – it was lucky. Ali was just given no chance of beating Foreman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Foreman was – because Ali, you know, he wasn't able to fight for probably five or six years because he yeah. didn't go to Vietnam. Yeah. Foreman was just he was so strong and yeah. big and he's yeah. turned into this, you know, this lovable character today. Yeah. But he was big bad George back then because yeah. he was so so ruthless, you know. Yeah. He'd be knocking out Joe Fraser in the first round and Yeah. Yeah. But uh Ali he you know, he just used to oh, just just the build up to the fight, you know. Yeah. So he'd be Talking the you know, yeah, George and I we don't get along, and you know if you were surprised when Nixon resigned, wait till I kick Foreman's behind. <laughs> and, uh, uh. Yeah, and he used to get all the the locals on side, and he'd be saying "Ali Bumbaye" so uh. in French or their uh. local language. It was "Ali kill him," uh. you know. But they both became really good mates years later. Yeah. Ali and Foreman. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the way, you know, Howard Cossell, the the commentator, you know, the boxing famous American, him and Ali had this close relationship. Yeah. You know, especially after he um, 
you know, his his ban was lifted. Uh, you know, from not going to war. Yeah. And Cass, yeah, Howard Cosell would just be saying, oh, you know, Ali, he's not the same man he was 10 years ago. Yeah. And he's got no chance of winning this fight. Yeah. And Ali would be saying, you know, pointing at the camera going, if you see it on When We Were Kings, it's really funny. Uh, he goes, Howard Cosell, you told me I'm not the same man I was 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I was talking to your wife the other day. And she said, you ain't the same man you were two years ago. (laughs) And I want everybody to know that that thing sitting on your head is a phony and it comes from the tail of a pony. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he went on and won the fight. And yeah, yeah, if you ever watch that fight, um, Foreman just belted the hell out of him. And Ali would just go up against the ropes. And yeah. It was called the rope dope. It's, uh, it's a famous rope dope fight. Yeah. Ali knew that his only way of beating Foreman mm. was by wearing him out. Yeah. You know, and that's what he did. Foreman just punched himself to a standstill, and mm. yeah, and Ali would just be sledging him, going, "Oh, is that all you got, George? Is that all you got?" Uh, <laughs> Eventually, it was about the eighth round. Ali knocked him out. Uh-oh. Yeah, and uh, won his mm. third world title. The age of thirty-two. Mm. Yeah, actually, I think that was his second world title. Yeah, second time he'd won the heavyweight title. Yep, that's right. Okay, so we're up to our first segment today. This week's Who Am I? So, who am I? Right, so we've got a very famous Australian, former Australian soccer player today. So, I was born in Sydney in 1943, and I'm a former Australian soccer player, coach, administrator, writer and broadcaster. And according to Wikipedia, I was known as Captain Socceroo for my passionate work to promote my sport in Australia. And I'm largely responsible for turning soccer into a mainstream sport, which continues to grow in popularity. And I was part of the first Australian team to qualify for the 1974 FIFA World Cup. After retiring as a professional player in 1974, I spent the next 30 years coaching and promoting the game. And I wrote a well-known book called Sheila's Wogs and Poofters, (laughs) <laughs> published in 2002. Yeah. And with fellow broadcaster Les Murray, I was the face of football on SBS. And according to the National Museum Australia, in 2004, I was awarded a FIFA Centennial Order of Merit in recognition of my dedication to football. However, sadly, six months later, I passed away, aged 61, from lung cancer. And I, but I, I left a wonderful legacy. And as I always said, I told you so. Yeah. My name is... Yeah, and we'll fine. give the answer towards the end. So with, okay. so with football, uh, when they say football and soccer, yeah. when they change the soccer to football, yeah. I thought, why? Well, in, in most countries in the world... It's always been called football. 
Yeah. It's the world game. Yeah, but right. when we talk, well, when, uh, like the AFL and the yep. rugby league, yeah. also gets football as well. Well, it's because we've got four different codes. Yeah. Yeah. So in America's the same. They call, they call it soccer, you know, because yeah. they've got their grid on. Yeah. So apart America and probably us and New Zealand, we're probably the only countries in the world that call it soccer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Canada too. Yeah. Which I personally think it, it separates it. Yeah. Because yeah. when say, oh, someone says, oh, did you see the football last night? You go. Yeah, you don't know but, what But which one are you is. talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's either AFL. Mm. Yeah. Just to speak what you're talking about. Not, oh, how did you watch the football last night? have to be more specific, don't yeah. they? <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, next segment. It is time for Where Are They Now? Who are we? Asking? Where are they now? righty yeah. So we've got a, a former Aussie track star today, track and field star from the 70s. And I remember her at the end of her career when she won a gold medal at the Brisbane Commonwealth Games in the 400 metres. And, yeah, so we're talking about Raylene Boyle. So she competed in three Olympic Games. So her first Olympic Games was in Mexico City in 1968. I think she was only a teenager then. Yeah. Yeah, and she won three silver medals in her Olympic career. However, yeah, it should have. She, we can basically say she won gold yeah. in Munich because there was an East German, the East German athlete who won the gold medal. Who yeah. Beat her. yeah, yeah, it was on isocide on steroids. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, because that's and it was proved later on. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go into that in a bit. However, she had a 14-year international career. So at the 72 Munich Olympics, she was beaten twice into second place by an East German athlete who was part of a doping program. At the 1976 Montreal Olympics, she was falsely disqualified in her main event, the 200 metres, after two false starts. Film footage showed that she did not jump the gun in the first disqualification. And, however, Boyle put this disappointment, disappointment behind her. And according to Athletics Australia, she was one of the most resilient characters to have graced the Australian track and field scene. She was a real larrikin and a true fighter. So if you watch the track and field now, you don't see many sprinters jumping the gun. Yeah. You know, because it used to just happen all the time. Yeah. Like I think there was a, the uh, men's 100 metres final in 1984, and in 1996. Yeah. Like it just went on and on and on. Because, you know, it took, so it took about bloody f- at least five to ten starts before they actually went because, yeah. you know, the start is just so important in those sprinting events. If yeah. they get a, a bad start off the blocks, yeah. you know, that can just their race is over. Yeah. So now, yeah, if they if they do a false start, they're they're gone. Yeah. It's the same in swimming too. Yeah. Yeah. So um 
Yeah, so at the 1974 Commonwealth Games in Christchurch, New Zealand, Foyle won the 100 metres and 200 metres double, emulating the great Marjorie Jackson winning the sprint double at consecutive Commonwealth Games. And she was given little chance of doing well at these Commonwealth Games due to an Achilles tendon injury. However, she proved her critics wrong, easily winning. And, yeah, she retired at the end of the Brisbane Commonwealth Games after that 400 metres victory. And all up, Boyle won seven Commonwealth Games gold medals. Mm -hmm. And at her peak was the fastest drug-free female runner in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually lived with a guy who was good mates with her. Yeah. Yeah. And what she's doing today, so she's now 70 years of age and lives on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland with her partner, Judy. When I lived up there, I used to see her around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. In 1998, was named a, a National Living Treasure by the National Trust of Australia, and in 2017, was named a legend in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. Raylene Boyle was diagnosed with breast cancer in 1996. She became a board member of the Breast Cancer Network Australia. In 2000, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. However, she's a real survivor. And in 2007, Ball was awarded the Member of the Order of Australia for her mm. services to the community. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, you know, survived cancer twice. Yeah. It's amazing. She, Boyle pushed Betty Cuthbert in her wheelchair in the torch relay during the 2000 Sydney Olympics opening ceremony. And she continues her fight to be recognised as the real winner of the gold medal in 1972 and has even confronted IOC President Thomas Bark. He has refused, stating he is bound by a statute of limitations relating to doping offences. So basically what it is now... Um, if it's more than 10 years, yeah, the medal stand. Yeah. This is why, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the, the, the runner in the Sydney Olympics, the one who was busted. What was her name again? Here we are. Got a picture of her here. She got busted. Mm. Big torn. Yeah, she won all the sprint gold. Marion Jones. Yeah. Marion Jones. Yeah, of course she got caught. Yeah. Before the 10 years was up, that's yeah. why she had all the gold medals taken off her. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it won't happen to, you know, these East German records will stand yeah. because, yeah, it's been years ever since. Yeah. Which I think is unfair, you know. It just It's just not right. Yeah, Marion Jones, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you just wonder how many athletes are clean, you know, in these sprinting and power events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, according to ABC News, there are fresh calls for Australian athletes who lost to East German competitors suspected of doping to be recognised by the International Olympic Committee. Mm. However... The IOC believe that too much time has passed to strip the athletes of their event, of their medals. Yeah, so 
Oh, well, we can only hope, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Rightio, so we're going to look at some events of 1974 now. Mm. So American President Richard Nixon, he resigned following impeachment hearings from the Watergate scandal. Do you know much about that? I only even was on um, yeah. Futurama. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently, um, yeah, he reckons he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. But some of his, from what I gather, members of his party, yeah, snuck into the Democrats' office, put in all these bugs and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what it was all about, but... Yeah. Yeah, and there were large floods in Brisbane, the worst in the city's history. Mm. Yeah. And Gough Whitlam, he was the Australian Prime Minister at the time. And the IRA, the Irish Republican Army, they began their bombing campaign on mainland Britain. Yeah. So, yeah, in places such as the Tower of London, where I've been several times, yeah. houses of parliament and in pubs. So, as, as I mentioned, we had the Rumble in the Jungle boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And Stephen King, he published his first novel, Carrie. Did mm. you ever see that movie? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one had uh, John Travolta in it. Oh, yeah. And it's this um, mother, and she just torments and terrorises her daughter and, yeah... They, I think they made a, a more recent movie on it of it actually. Yeah. Yep. And Cyclone Tracy, it struck the Australian city Darwin on Christmas Day, nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and they basically had to rebuild the whole city, didn't yeah. they? From that. that song that came out that Santa never made it to Darwin. That's right. Yeah. Darwin's copped a hammering over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. Got bombed by the Japanese. Yeah. Mm, World War II. They also brought out the Interro Inferno. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Towering Inferno. Yep. Also, Airport 75. Yep. And there's a, I think there's an earthquake. There's right. another movie I thought. Yeah, it was a year to scare the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> George Jaws was 75, wasn't it? Yeah. The following year. Yeah. Don't go in the building. Yep. Don't bloody go in the airport or plane. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, watch out for the bloody earthquake. And don't have a mum like Carrie had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to watch that movie, mate. It's like, oh. What was that? Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a few times over the years and it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the world's first woman president, uh, Isabel Perón in Argentina. Yeah, she became the, w the world's first woman president. Remember that song? Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah. Uh, and this. Uh, he's going into songs. I just noticed that. Oh, they're great songs. They could go on all day. Yeah, they yeah. Were, yeah, but there's one here good. Farewell, Auntie Jack. Do you remember Auntie Jack? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. 
had that yeah. song go? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the song, but I know the series. It, yeah. It, it was a guy dressed up as a girl, a woman, yeah, a large woman, and yeah. he had a um, TV show. Came out once a week, and at the end of it, he says, "Oh, if you don't watch the next episode, I'll come around to rip your bloody arm off." Oh, yep, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever heard of this movie, The Exorcist? Yeah, yeah, with the girl, the the head spinning around and the <laughs> vomit, and, yeah, and murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the original. I've, I saw the more recent. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of it. yeah. That's another one I was looking. So that adds yeah. it to the, the year that don't go into trains either. Mm. Actually, I that, that that turned me on off going onto the really onto trains. Yeah, even though I was in Sydney. Yeah, I was thinking, oh shit, mm. it was something to um. The Blues Brother movie, where he was staying where the trains were always going past. Yeah, I never saw that movie. You never yeah, saw it? No. I had an auntie, Auntie Madge. Yeah. She lived at Janelli, where, where, where it, it, that's what it was like at her place. Yeah. It was very rare to hear silence. There was always a train going past. Yeah. And she knew where they were going. <laughs> she knew. She looked at the time and said, "Oh yeah, that, that that's that 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 one coming through now. That that's going to go down south, yeah. the waterfall and that." Really? Yeah. She knew the trains that were Gosh. going past, but it was just yeah. continuously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it was where they, you know, coming down from central. Mm. And then they would branch off to either go to the Southern Shire yeah. or down to Wollongong or, yeah, you know, out to southwest Sydney. And yeah. That, yeah. Oh, right. Jeez. That was a very interesting place that she lived. Yeah. Also, the, um, brought, this brought back memories. A song came out called The Entertainer. Oh, was that Billy Joel? Did he sing that? I don't know, but... Um, the artist, what was the artist, Marvin, my Hamis. Anyway, my my mother tried to learn this song for years and years on the organ. Yeah, and we'd yeah we'd go to bed, and she would stay up, <laughs> and all, yeah we'd be lying there, and Mum would be trying to get the to you know get. To practice and learn this song, the entertainer. Yeah, and we used to pay her out the next morning. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. Just yeah. trying to think how it goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, oh, there were some great TV shows back then. Good times. Remember that? Uh, Good uh, times. Uh, and that was based on a African American family, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the guy's name? CJ, was it? Yeah, the main character. And Happy Days and Countdown. I think yep. Countdown started in 1974. Right. And do you remember Sounds? Yeah. What was his name? Donnie Sutherland? 
Yeah, that's right. I saw him when I was a little kid, I remember, yeah. at Gold Coast Airport when we were yeah. on holidays. He was getting off the plane and I'm going, wow, there's Donnie Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably your set. Would have been 78, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was in the 70s, I remember. Oh, yeah. And the Waltons. Yeah. 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 Good night, John Boy. Good night. <laughs> 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 we used to take that off. Yeah. We used to take that off as well as when we were at home. Yeah. You remember yeah. this one? <laughs> what show is that one? Six million dollar man. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> the man with the bionic eye. Yeah. We used to have the doll when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did I. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being the bionic man. I'll give you the tip. Yeah. Oh, the awesome songs. I Shot the Sheriff by Eric Clapton. Band on the Run by Paul McCartney. Yeah. Evie. Evie, yeah. By Stevie Wright. Yeah. Any Song by John Denver. The Night That Chicago Died. That's right, yep. Who wrote that? The Night Hall Bucket, if I know. I've heard of the song, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Paper Lace. Right. Yeah. Now this, have you heard of this one? Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. It's a famous song. Harry Shapen. He died in a plane crash from memory. Yeah, yeah. Might have been about a couple of years later. That was a and great also, song. everyone it was kung fu fighting. Kung fu fighting. Yep. Yeah. Everyone was kung fu fighting. And what about this one? Sweet Home Alabama. And rock your baby. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love me. Love. Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Sorrow by David Bowie. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Lord's Prayer by Sister Janet Mead. Because he dressed all young, all weird then, didn't yeah. he, David Bowie? I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John. That's right, yeah. yeah. And Abba was big. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, we know it's only because of the Australian tour. Yeah, well, they were bigger that, in Australia than that, any other that, country. That, that, they became big. Yeah. It was when they, oh, shit, Australia likes them. Mm. And, um, yeah, they they. That, that's where they got their fame from. That's right. Yeah. From being, um, being, yeah, coming to Australia. Oh, the Abbott concerts here were huge. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And goodbye, Yellow Brick Road from Elton John. Oh, was that seventy four? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. What about this song? Billy, yeah. don't be a hero. Mm. Don't be a fool in your life. It, no, that, that's just remind that that song, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, that just brought back a memory. Yeah, that year because we were in in the Riley Vintage Rider Club, yeah, of Sydney, and every Easter we went out to um, we went out to but had a rally in a different state. 
or, or a different country, town, like people would come from as far as West Australia, yeah, all around the, yeah, you know, all around Australia, to this international rally at Easter, mm. and that year we went to Mudgee. Oh, okay. And I remember buying that album in Mudgee. Really? It just yeah. came to me. I just thought. Was that your first ever album you bought? or No, no, but yeah. that, that, that's just what yeah, I, I just remember. Yeah. Goodbye, Have you seen the Elton John movie? No. Well, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, it called? The Crocodile Man or something? Or, yeah, I think yeah. so. But, yeah, no, that just brings back. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, about because the um, <laughs> all, all these people, uh, all these people that were there from yeah. all around the street in their Riley Clark cars, yeah, and um, <laughs> this bike again came through Mudgy, yeah. A big wine place, Mudgee, isn't it? Yeah. And my father was talking in a group and the and the bike is stopped. And they and and they said, Oh the guys from the Riley Club said, Oh, are you staying here? Yeah. You you coming here for the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the bikers said, No, you old guys and the old vintage got cars scare us. We're we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing! You can remember that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can. I can remember. Yeah, the um, yeah, the the street I, I was in, and mm. and that, and also, um, well, at the time we had some relatives that lived on a farm. They had a sheep farm in a place just outside of Maji called Louis. Right, and Auntie June, um, she was a, the exchange operator. So when you rang, you know, who you want to speak to, and then put in the, um, you know, pulled out the cable and put it into the one that you wanted yeah. to, to talk to. She was the last one in Australia yeah. to be. The person that got it, her exchange got changed. Is that right? So for, yeah, for all, while all of Australia got changed automatic, she was the very last one. Very last one to Gosh, be changed. That's over. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I know the um, me two cousins. I don't remember their names because I haven't seen them for mm. A very long time, but yeah. that, that they were characters, and it was a massive big sheep farm. And yeah. 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 Well, um, I was way off going back to Elton John. It's called um, Rocket Man, not Crocodile oh, Man. Yeah, Crocodile Man. <laughs> Rocket Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll look at some sporting events now for 1974. So Yvonne Goolagong won her first Australian Open tennis title, defeating Chris Evert from the United States in the final, 7-6, 4-6-6-love. And American Jimmy Connors won the men's title, defeating Aussie Phil Dent 
in controversial in a controversial final. Apparently, the crowd was giving Jimmy Connors hell because <laughs> uh. <laughs> Phil Den he was an Aussie, but he's yeah. his son actually represented America. He re- yeah Taylor Dent yeah yeah he was a big serving America yeah, yeah so. Um, so Aussie great Ken Rosewall, Muscles was his nickname, lost the Wimbledon final at 39 years of age to the 21-year-old Jimmy Connors, who won easily 6-1, 6-1, 6-4. And Aussie swimming great Mike Wendon retired at the Christchurch Commonwealth Games where he won two gold, silver and a bronze, taking his total tally at Commonwealth Games to 13 medals, including nine gold. And he won quite a... I think he won about three Olympic gold medals, from memory. Yeah, and according to the Australian Sport Through Time, he received a standing ovation and gave his togs to a boy in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds a bit sus. (laughs) 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 I don't think you'd be allowed to do that today. (laughs) And the World Cup was held in West Germany because Germany was split in two then. You know, you had West Germany. They were the good guys, you know, because they were linked with America and the West where East Germany were the communists and they were the baddies, you know, they were with the Russians. and Yeah, so the Aussies didn't score a goal in the whole tournament. However, were courageous, losing 2-0 to East Germany. And they lost 3-0 to eventual winners West Germany and then had a nil-all draw with Chile. So, that, yeah, that was a good result, getting a nil-all draw with Chile because it took another 32 years for Australia to qualify for the World Cup again. And in rugby league, Eastern Suburbs Roosters broke a 29-year drought, winning the Premiership, defeating Canterbury in the, in the grand final, 19 points to four. They were led by Captain Arthur Beetson and the great coach Jack Gibson. He was the um, Jack Gibson. He coached Parramatta to their uh, three premierships in a row. Uh, 81, 82, 83. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> I miss those days. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Another year, another year bites the dust. Mm. Uh, I seriously doubt whether I'll see Parramatta win another premiership. My uh, lifetime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And in Aussie rules, Richmond won back-to-back titles, defeating North Melbourne, 128 to 87, with Captain Royce Hart putting in a star-studded performance. And in horse racing, Think Big, trained by the great Bart Cummings, won the Melbourne Cup. He won the following year too. Yeah. Won it back-to-back. And a set of stamps was put out commemorating non-Olympic sports. I've got a, a diagram of it here, Glenn. I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, tell me what you think. So. Mm. What sports are there? Bowls. So, yeah, Bowls. That's in the Commonwealth Games. Golf. We'll never make the Olympics, I don't think. Golf. Golf's in the Olympics now. Cricket? Yeah, it'd be nice to have cricket in there, but... Uh, surfing? Surfing. Well, surfing, this is their first Olympic Games it's yeah. been in. 
Tennis came came in, and I think nineteen eighty four. Yeah, basketball's been in for quite a while. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of um, debate whether some of these sports should be in there and shouldn't be in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, like um, an Olympic gold medal in tennis isn't the pinnacle. Yeah, you know, or um, yeah, you know. Their pinnacle is winning a Grand Slam, winning yeah. Wimbledon, yeah. US Open, Australian Open, French yeah. Open. Yeah. Same with golf. Like golf made its yeah. debut at the last Olympics. Yeah. And yeah, I just can't see why it's there, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got yeah. other sports there that could be there. And, yeah. uh, you know, that are missing out as far as I'm concerned. It'd be uh. nice to have cricket there. Yeah. But you know, you look at cricket, it's the second biggest sport in the world. Yeah. But I think the problem is it's not played you know, it's it's big in a small number of countries. Yeah. Although it's played in lots of countries all over the world. Yeah, well was but so would BMX. Yeah, yeah. BMX is yeah, it it it's wouldn't be played in Yeah. A lot of countries. not Mm. played but written. Yeah. Lots of countries. Well, say, like, the next Olympics are in France. Imagine a French cricket team. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a slaughter. They wouldn't even know what the game is. And, uh, yeah, in golf, two great characters and wonderful role models for the sport. One majors that, that year, our South African great Gary Player. He won the British Open. And Mexican Lee Trevino won the US PGA. Uh, Gary Play, like he's about eighty-eight now, uh, and he's as fit as a fiddle. Yeah, oh, incredible. Yeah, really interesting. I listened to um, oh, him on this podcast recently. Yeah, amazing bloke. Yeah. Okay, Glenn, what took place in the world of motorsport in nineteen seventy-four? Motorsport, well. <laughs> In the Bathurst Hardy Ferrero 1000, mm. the wettest in history was won by John Groves. Yep. And Kevin Bartlett in the Ford Falcon. Mm-hmm. But I also found something interesting that I had a bit of a chuckle this morning. Yeah. About, it's on Wikipedia, the, the class structure. Yep. Up to 1,300 cc's, they cars that could race, like the Ford Escort, the Honda Civic, <laughs> the Master 1,300. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just thought, yeah, they were racing. It'd be just like hearing a heap of big mozzies just going around the track. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had from 1,300... 1301 cc to 2000 cc. Yeah. They had Alfa Romeo, Ford Escort, yeah. Mazda XR3, a Volkswagen. <laughs> so they, oh, they, I like they, those they, Volkswagen they, 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 fans they, they, that go around. Yeah. Just, I'd love one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they had the, the 2000. One cc up to three thousand cc. They had BMW, a Datsun. Oh gosh! 
I don't <laughs> think there's any Datsuns around at all now, is there? Well, the, well, the Datsun would have had to go into the pit crew every yeah. lap, wouldn't it? The car I, I learnt to drive yeah. on was a Datsun, yeah. 200B. Yeah. <laughs> and the old Holden Toronto was in that classification. Right. My brother had a Holden Toronto. Yeah. He wasn't around, so I took it. And I got I drove it down the, the road and instead of dropping it back to second gear, yeah. I dropped it back to reverse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it made a lot of noise. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, we got up to the 3,000 and 1cc to the 6,000cc with the, with the Ford Falcon, the Holden Monaro. Yeah. That was a great car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a neighbour across the road had one of those. He really looked after it. It was a nice car. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, rem- uh, I remember those ones now. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the larger Holden Tirana. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I'm going to bring up some old YouTube videos and just see whether they did run. Yeah. See if there's any clips of them running. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then in the Indy 500 was won by Johnny Rutherford. Yep. From McLaren. According to Wikipedia... It was an average speed of 158.6 miles per hour. Yeah. Now, that might have been from them, but that was that was probably close to one of my mates. Mm. Um, just normal road speed. <laughs> <laughs> Still fine. <laughs> and that was, in the, that was in the full course. It's over like 200... What, 220 k's an hour or something? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, it was also a year that, that I've spoken previously about Stan Barless. Mm. He won the um, the uh, state championship for the sidecar racing. Yep. Yeah. And the World 500cc... We had, um, who do we have? What Australian was in there was Jack Jack Finley, mm-hmm. which I never heard of him, but he raced for over 20 years. Oh, okay. From 1958 to 1978. Jeez. Australian um, 500cc racer. Right. So I, I did a bit of research on him, um, just looking up on on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting anyone to be in there. We also had um, the great Barry Sheen. He rode the Suzuki for Great Britain and that. Yeah. So, yeah, there was certainly... Um, was that in the 500cc? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the world standing. Right. Honda, yeah, dedicate mainly Hondas and Suzuki's. Well, Honda was the biggest manufacturing in there, which they still are. Mm. Suzuki and Kawasaki have 
of those that come up. But there's also a Michael Rigus or something like that. He's mm-hmm. from France. Yeah. And he wrote a um, Harley Davidson. Oh, okay. Yep. So I wonder what kind of Harley Davidson yeah. it was. I, I, oh, there's a movie years ago. It had a funny scene in it where there's mm. um, this guy pulled up in the Harley and you know how they run? They run like they're rough idling. Yeah. And he gets his little tool out and he makes it so it's not sounding <laughs> like it's running rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like cars just go, they go so much faster today, the race cars and, yeah. you know, tw- like today it's 175.8 miles per hour. Yeah. And IndyCar goes, average yeah. speed. So that's what, around 20 miles an hour. Miles per hour quicker uh, than 1974. Oh, yeah, also, during the 74, yeah. one of the rounds was held at the Surface Paradise track. Oh, really? Yeah. What, in the Indies? No, the, the, the V8s. Oh, the V8s, yeah. right. Which, so where was that track on the Gold Coast? I, I'm still know? trying to remind myself to... Um, yeah. To... To... Um, Find out where it was. Mm. Unless, if I talk to me, oh mate, the lifesaver, you'll know where it is because his family's been here since. Yeah, the place was discovered basically. Oh really? But yeah. you know, you had Bob Jane, or you know, a lot of old Bob Jane T. Marts. Yeah, uh, the other guy. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, they were all Australians. Yeah. Yeah. But if I had me, if I had me eyes, if I could see bigger, mm. hang on, see if I can bring it up. Yeah. Bob Johnson. Yeah. This is the the um yeah the um who was in the that the, the race on the in Surface Paradise. Peter brought Bob Morrison, yeah, Dick Johnson, yeah. Um, there's a, plenty of others there that we go through, but they're the most commonly. Okay. Um, Have you ever been to the Dick Johnson Racing Museum there? No. Yeah, they've still got the rock. Yeah. You know that wiped him out that year. Yeah. In a showcase there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know whether it's open anymore. That I think, yeah, that museum. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Formula One Brazilian Emerson Fittipaldi won the World Drivers' Championship driving for McLaren. Yeah, Mm. they've produced some great Formula One drivers, haven't they? Ayrton Senna and yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to give our answer now to who am I? Then we've got a surprise. Got a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Now to reveal this week's who am I? Okay. So the answer is Johnny Warren. Warren. The great Johnny Warren. 
Yeah, he's greatly missed. I used to, I could listen to him all day. Mm. Yeah, him and uh, Les Murray. I used to just adore those two blokes, and yeah. they're both gone now. Yeah. Gone, but never forgotten. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we're up to the draw now. Yeah. See what we're going to do for next week. With the Tokyo Olympics just finishing, Paul will talk about the Olympics Games over the last 50 years. For a bit of fun, Glenn will talk about his idea for a non-sport person Olympics Games years. Well, I've oh, got a feeling I, I might I, know what it is. I, I, I may have pressed the button a bit too many times. <laughs> yeah. Something went wrong, but I'll, I'll fix that later. Yep. But if you've been a long-time listener, I think there's two things that Paul's fanatic about. That's Muhammad Ali yep. and the Olympics. Yep. So Paul, Paul is going to do an episode on... On the Olympics over the last yep. 50 years. Yeah. And me being a bit of a joker, I'm going to come up and talk about some, the, the what I call the non-Olympics. The games that we can have, the, the games that we could have in the non-Olympics is a bit of fun. Sounds good. Yeah, like the old wheelie bin racing. Yep. Chasing the garbage truck down the track. Camel racing. <laughs> Cane tied racing. Some of them will, will involve actually having to have a bit of alcohol yeah. in your system to do it. What about some darts with all the, all the beer? Yeah, yeah, well, I just thought about that. I thought, yeah. well, is, is darts in the Olympics? No. You never know. You never know. Yeah, Could be the, one day. Yeah, the amount of times you see them playing darts and they've got the beer in the one hand and they're yeah. just, you know, <laughs> bullseye, bullseye. Yeah. I would be good if it was reverse. Mm. I'd be good if, if they had it that the person that missed the board the most won. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Or the, <laughs> or, or, or the most... Per, the most amount of people that got injured by yeah. a dart because when I let the dart go, <laughs> it could end up anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Righty-o. So, no, I look forward to that. Yeah. It's been a long episode today because we've had a lot going on in the world, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, lockdowns and the Olympics on and um. – and but – Plenty of plenty, plenty the wind you out. We have someone's birthday – it's Mr. Glenn's birthday, uh, and we've had a cake, nice juicy cake, staring at us for the last couple of hours, yeah. and we've been dying to get into it. Yeah. So I'm going to light it up now. Yeah. Hope I don't burn myself. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to do it over here. Yeah. I've got a lighter. Oh, uh, we might have to just sing happy birthday. Yeah. Ah, you can tell I don't smoke, eh? Mm. <laughs> I, I came home during the week one day to find out that they're putting new smoke alarms in. Yeah. And they're all, there's one in the kitchen here and one in each of the bedrooms and they're all interlinked. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. 
So if one goes off, they all go off. <laughs> oh, I've already set some alarms off this week. Yeah. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Glenn. Happy birthday to you. You got a wish? Yes. Yep. I can't say it. <laughs> no COVID. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to bring some matches next time. I think yeah. I'll have better luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My f- 50. I don't say it's my f- the start of my 54th trip around the sun. Yeah. 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 Well. Well, that's what I say. That's right. Yeah. One year's trip around the sun, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Rightio. So we're going to get into this cake now. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Paul's Sporting Memories. So it's a goodbye from Paul. It's a goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paul's Sporting Memories. Please check out our Facebook page for posts on Paul's Sporting Memories. Thanks to Gold Studio Productions for producing Paul's Sporting Memories. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. Until next time, have a great sporting week.